there's no instruction manual as to how to build a successful creative side hustle on your own terms. We're all just masonry people over here just paving our own paths each day. And I hope this series puts you in an incredible position to gain traction and bypass the hurdles I went through over the years. It's truly a loose framework of something I wish someone would have shared with me early on as it would have spared me a ton of guesswork and a ton of headaches. Perspective Podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, overcoming the inner critic, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 248 of the Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to help you bet big on your creative pursuits, especially if you want to turn your side hustle into your main hustle. You can follow along with my latest art, design, and tips on mindset, motivation, and marketing on Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell and all things podcast at Side Hustlers Perspective. Three super quick announcements before we dive in today. Number one, if you want to work directly with me for 12 weeks, then now is the time to join the waitlist for the upcoming Spring 2022 Side Hustlers Coaching Program. I only do this two times a year, and you can join over at SideHustlersCoaching.com. On March 14th through June 5th, I'm equipping six to eight souls such as yourself with the tools to find creative success on your own terms in a fraction of the time versus rolling solo. The foundation you'll build and the family you'll connect with during these 12 weeks will propel you forward far after our time together ends. Being on the wait list at SideHustlersCoaching.com will get you first dibs to apply at a reduced rate for one of these exclusive spots February 16th through the 22nd before I open them up publicly on the 23rd through March 1st. If you're hearing this later on, this link will still take you to the waitlist for a future fall or spring program. Announcement number two, I'm going to be dishing out my first keynote in over two years at Crop Conference in Austin, Texas this April 29th and 30th with a brand new talk. Get your conference tickets as well as your workshop tickets now at CropCons.com to soak up knowledge from Draplin, Say Adams, Meg Lewis, Hellcats, Fugstrader, Belinda Co., Robzilla, and Brooke from Good Type. You don't want to miss it, and I hope to see you there. Final third announcement. This is going to be my last official solo episode series before I take a two-month break in March and April. During this hiatus, I'll be establishing a new live streaming, community-focused format, over on my YouTube channel. So stay tuned if you want to be a part of the early stages of evolving the new podcast format. Before I hit you with today's overview, this episode is brought to you by my friends and family over at BuzzSumo. BuzzSumo is an all-in-one content marketing tool powered by the world's largest bank of content engagement data. Thousands of marketers, content creators, and PRs use it to generate their content ideas and check performances across Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Pinterest. More on that later in the show, but you can head over to buzzsumo.com slash side hustle to get your 30-day free trial. Thank you so much, BuzzSumo. Now the overview. I'm going to set this one up with some context because I get hit up with a lot of questions around the topic of how do I get started with my creative side hustle? There's no one-size-fits-all instruction manual as it requires a lot of patience, experimentation, failure, and figuring out along the way. Back in November 2021, it feels like so long ago as I record this, I got an email from subscriber and new homie, Neil Botham, where he asked a similar question. He basically wanted to figure out a starting point for pursuing his photography passion as a side business outside his day job, while also navigating how to find the time, energy, and motivation to do this outside of being a dad of three along with the head games we all navigate, such as comparison, imposter syndrome, depressed funks, burnouts, etc. 
and maybe this can relate to you. You know, let me know. Let me know. Does this hit home with you too? Are you similar to Neil in your struggles of learning how to start as well as scale? What you're hearing today is a more in-depth version of my email response to him. And I'm hoping this can reach a lot more people that are in a similar position as Neil by me simply sharing one, my roller coaster experience of taking my side hustle to my dream hustle. Two, how I slowly built a foundation and scaled outside of a day job, family, and life responsibilities. And three, sharing what I've learned from hundreds of conversations I've had with heavy hitters in the game who have shared their successes and failures with me through the podcast and just at conferences or whatever. So Neil's question inspired this two-part series of how to start and scale your creative side hustle. Part one today is all about getting started, building that foundation. And part two still has some of that foundational-based stuff, but it's also going to be really focused on the slow and steady scaling portion of this. And many of these tips are interchangeable and overlap within a season. It's not necessarily a linear progression of each 12 steps in a row. This is simply a framework to guide someone on a potential path that reduces the guesswork, that boosts clarity and confidence, a path that provides balance and structure to leverage in the long term, as well as a path of creating work someone like you loves while establishing boundaries for self-care and relationships. And that's what side hustling is to me. It's everything I mentioned, all the above. Overall, take what applies to you as everyone's path is unique. So keep an open mind as well as act on anything that inspires you today. Let's dive in. Step number one, take yourself seriously. One of the truest keys to finding success with your creativity depends on the development between your ears. Mindset is everything as you're playing a difficult game that's built on navigating internal and external critics. And overall, this is a game and the world is a mirror. I've said this so many times. The more you take yourself seriously, the more the world will start to align with what you believe about yourself. Your thoughts have power. What you think, believe, and speak about yourself can truly bring to what you desire into a reality. If you treat your creative pursuits like a hobbyist, doing it when it's convenient, like my toddler does when things feel good, the world will view you as a hobbyist. You don't need to do your thing full-time and be profitable in order to operate like a professional. You can start taking on a professional mindset right now. Even if this is the first day you started taking yourself seriously, you can start shaping yourself to think like a professional so people will then view you as a professional again even in the infant stages showing up intentionally each day showing yourself in your work and just cranking out art or content consistently will show people over time that you're a force to reckon with because you are you truly are especially if you want to be you can be it's all on you discipline is great but true change is sparked from a deep burning desire knowing what you want why you want it how you're gonna get it Discipline and habits are just shaped from this desire. Those are what will propel you forward. So basically, I'm asking you today, how badly do you want it and what are you willing to do or better yet, not do to become a successful professional? Take yourself seriously. Step number two, have a target. This could be step number one, but I really think mindset is the number one thing overall to get to where you want to be with your creative pursuits. But step number two, have a target. It's super helpful to just have some type of basic understanding of what you want and why you want it. Simply start by giving yourself a target to work towards. And you got to have something to aim and shoot towards every day. If you can see this target in your mind, you're one step closer to achieving it. And yes, we're going to get woo-woo 
on this show, you know? I, I used to be the narrow-minded person who thought this stuff was ridiculous. Ooh, having a target, manifesting your thoughts, actions, belief, law of attraction. I thought it was all trash until I didn't, until it started working for me because my thoughts, my actions, my beliefs create my reality. The world is a mirror. So why not have a target? And why not continually look and shoot and see this target in your mind? The more you see it often and write it and talk about it and share it with other people, the more less far-fetched and ridiculous it becomes. And when we have this target, this macro focus and intent will guide your efforts when you show up in the micro in the day-to-day. You know, when we have the big picture, it makes it easier to show up with focus in the day-to-day when we roll out of bed and put our 10 little tootsies on the floorboard. All right, we have a reason, we have a purpose to why we're doing what we do. And if you're struggling with this, you're struggling to compose and think of a target. Let me challenge you with this, all right? Let me let me give you an assignment today. And this is what I would give an assignment to my students. So, start by asking yourself this. If money wasn't a concern, what would my creative dream job look like? All right, next, follow that up with what would I be creating and what dope places does my work exist? What's the craziest far-fetched place you would love to see your work exist? Why isn't it possible? You want to see it on the side of a building, on the side of a plane? Like, Why not? Next question. What dream clients or brands are you working with? And did you do a huge campaign with Nike or your favorite outdoor brand or your favorite NBA team? You know what, what does that look like? Who are you working with? Nothing's off the table here. Next question. How much are you making? Give a specific amount or I am making this amount by this date, you know, I'm, if a student tells me in five years, I'm making $50,000, I'm going to triple that and be like, I'm making 150 K put a scary amount out there. The last question I want to ask you is what does the perfect day in your dream job look like? Be specific. What time are you waking up? What's your routine all day? What's a perfect day look like to you? You know, I should probably rewrite this too. It's been a while. So get thinking about that. Write these answers down. If you don't know what you want, how do you know what to work towards each day? Again, be specific AF is what I have written down here. I'm trying not to swear as much these days. Be insanely specific with your answers as once we understand what we want during the season, we can take baby steps towards reaching them. And I want you to feel hella uncomfortable and ridiculous for dreaming that these far-fetched fantasies are even remotely possible. I want you to feel just stupid. It feels super uncomfortable. I love this exercise because it really puts people in that feeling of rattling their comfort cage. Like, why me? Why do I deserve to think this way? You do. And what I realize is that just most people never give themselves permission to dream out loud, which keeps them living a small, bitter life. In my mind, five years from now, my mind is already made up that I am being a headline speaker, a keynote speaker at Adobe Max. And my keynote fee is a minimum of 25K. I'm going to be the best-selling offer of two books. One is on growing your creative side hustle outside of a day job and life responsibilities, as well as the mindset and the internal conflict and hurdles that we have to overcome to pursue our creativity, the courage, the bravery behind it. You know, those are the two books that I'm just the best-selling author behind. And I'm making $300,000 minimum just off of my coaching and then I'm also, you know what? I am a millionaire based off my crypto investments as well as my NFT art because that's something I'm really, really into and passionate about as well. And that side hustle is becoming more important to my main hustle these days. 
And it used to feel ridiculous saying that stuff out loud. And maybe I seem arrogant, but no, I feel confident and these dreams scare me. And when I say them out loud, the more I say them out loud and visualize them and share them with people, the more they feel real. I'm just like closer to my reality and lining with my mindset. And you've got to get these out of you where you can see them each day and, and they become less scary and they become more realistic. And the goal here is just all about rewiring your mind. Dream out loud. Get comfortable dreaming out loud. Be comfortable with feeling like it's possible for you. Rewire your mind to win. Rewire your mind to know that you can rewrite the narrative anytime you want. These massive targets are not out of reach. And finally, you know, as you get these targets and everything set out in front of you, you also got to embrace that your targets can change as you evolve and grow over time. Because we're all just little Pokemon trying to evolve into our ultimate, most successful forms. You know, I'm trying to be that mega Charizard right over here. Step number three, don't focus on the money. You are not a failure if you're not making money right away with your work. I am going to say that again. You are not a failure if you're not making money right away from your work. Chasing the paper when you're just finding your creative groove tends to scare that paper away. You know, paper chasing when really I shouldn't be chasing the paper. The closer I get to the paper, the further away it gets. And you cannot force the process. The more you connect with your art the more your future fans will connect with it too. The more your future clients will connect with it and want to hire you. And when you're starting off or you're finding your groove, I cannot recommend enough to eliminate the need to monetize right away. Man, you're setting yourself up on a slippery slope for a devastating defeat. And by not focusing on monetizing right away, this significantly reduces the pressure to make it successful overnight. There's just too much pressure to feel like everything needs to pop off right now. It's a lack of patience, lack of delayed gratification, and it's honestly, it's, it's, it's influenced by our society and social media, people posting the highlight reels or selling snake oil, 10 tips to get your first 100K TikTok followers in 10 days, blah, 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 blah. This shit takes time, and there's power in organically evolving as well as the opportunities and answers that'll come your way when you just let go of the end result. Finding both your creative gift and yourself in your work is the foundation for success, in my experience, in my opinion. But obsessing over the money and the vanity metrics as a measure of your performance or your success is the quickest way to suffocate the joy. Speaking of joy, step number four, let's keep it purposeful play. Keep your side hustle purposeful play. And sure, we dream up these targets in step two to be intentional. You know, we got to be intentional about what we're doing. Otherwise, we're just winging it and guessing each day, and we're just stumbling blindly through the foggy forest. Foggy, enchanted forest. I don't know. But we still got to make sure we approach this from a purposeful play angle. Doing your thing full-time successfully one day, in my opinion, should be rooted in play. I've lost the sense of play at times and my dream job just became a grind. It stopped being fun and I had to tap into play. Like what was play for me again? Why have I suffocated the joy from it? That's why play is so important. I've been through it. I know what it's like to do your thing full time and the pressures of performing and letting down potentially your family and losing my mortgage, all those big fears. You know, I operated out of fear instead of rooting my work in play. 
And when you root your work in play, that's what's going to propel you and push you through the hard times and the non-glamorous aspects of running your own business like taxes, accounting, and admin work. You know, that stuff is not fun, and I'm slowly scaling to the point where I can hand a lot of this off to a VA or better yet, my wife to bring her home, you know, at least part-time to help me work on my dream and to free her up from a toxic day job. But don't lose sight of play, please, 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 and just trust and believe that this can and will scale to something bigger in due time. At the end of the day, if you're not having fun, it's just another soul-sucking day job, and that's why you're here, is to avoid and build your own self a path that you've paid on your own terms to do something that you love, ideally full-time, unless you're that unicorn who loves your day job, then more power to you. I'm all for it. Buzzsumo is the world's largest bank of social engagement data. And this tool is built on insight from 8 billion articles. And they have just released a brand new feature, their content ideas generator. So you can pick any topic within your niche or your niche to research and Buzzsumo will break down the research, the creation and the distribution. By searching any topic, Buzzsumo will show you what's trending, the highest engaged and linked articles, popular keywords for your SEO strategy, questions being asked, related topics, and exactly when and where to post. Fun fact, if you did a quick search of illustration, Buzzsumo shows you that articles around this topic published on Tuesday have the highest engagement of 85.9 thousand. Like, come on. Try their content idea generator now, work smart, and let Buzzsumo do the hard graft for you. You can head over to buzzsumo.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day free trial right now. There's no credit card required, just access to awesome data free for 30 days, no string attached. That's buzz like light year and sumo like wrestler.com slash side hustle. Step number five, let's put you on a path to find your secret sauce. With so much noise out in the world, bringing something to the table that is uniquely you is advantageous to stand out from the trends and the copycats. I call this finding your secret sauce. My interpretation of this concept is made up of a three-part recipe. Part one, your stories and your experiences. Part two, your strengths and your skills. Part three, your core identity ingredients. I'm talking about your interests, your passions, your beliefs and values. The goal here isn't to share everything, but to pick and choose a select few ingredients to experiment with for a season. And this allows you to show up as your true self while serving up a dish that overlaps something you're good at or desire to be great at with something you truly enjoy or are just extremely interested in. And you may be wondering like, what is a season and how would you define what a season looks like? To me, a season is arbitrary and subjective, varying from each individual's desires, needs, and circumstances. For one person, a season could look like me back in 2016 where I dedicated two years of a season to building up the podcast to see what happens, you know, and I'll just roll with it. I had zero expectations except for I just really want to grow and learn and get my voice out there and become good with audio and see what happens and have a bunch of dope conversations. I trusted that something good would happen for it and... Yeah, a lot of things happened because I just went all in and I dedicated a season of two years to seeing what would happen. For another person, though, a season could look like an intentional personal project series of maybe 10 pieces over a three-month span. And I'll dive more into these type of projects within step number six coming up next. 
But a quick note here, I originally came up with this idea of finding the secret sauce way back in episode 161. So if you want to hear kind of more in depth about this and some action items and action steps through it, then go and check that out again, episode 161. And another note, I've since revamped this concept into a very extreme in-depth exercise within the Side Hustlers Handbook Interactive Course for Creative. 12 super impactful exercises if that's something that you feel could be of value or service to you. All right, step number six, create intentional personal projects. This is the last step uh, for part one today. When you have a target to shoot for and you have a first draft blueprint of what your secret sauce could be, the fun part, again, keyword, fun, play, is bringing it to market and testing out through intentional personal projects. And I love, love, love to help my students one, find that secret sauce, and two, bring that secret sauce to market through these personal projects. Man, that is like the most fun aside from me just drawing what I want to see exist in this world. I love doing this with people like you. So the point of these intentional personal projects, they're simply meant to showcase who you are plus your talents all while aligning with the big picture direction that you're steering your ship. Just everything is intentional. It's all rooted in play. But first, we got to leverage these constraints, all right? I'm huge, huge, huge on constraints. Leveraging constraints are just a powerful way to simplify the game while providing yourself some structure. Simply put, constraints breed creativity and confidence because there's less margin to overthink. Raise your hand if you hate to overthink. Like, I am a overthinker. I overthink everything, all right? So I need constraints. So staring at a blank artboard with unlimited possibilities can overwhelm and paralyze us from getting lost in the sauce. And that's not a happy, productive headspace to tap into your best work, okay? So let's avoid that with constraints. And here are some constraints and examples of these that me and my students leverage. Like, I leverage this too. So examples of this could be like using limited color palettes. Maybe you only lose three or four color palettes max per a season, Maybe the medium that you use, the subject matter, the theme, the message. How much time will you work on it? Like I allocate a max of five hours total in a week. I don't know. Also, the days and times that you post. You don't have the same day, have the same time that you post. That way you are building your habits, your systems, your processes, as well as setting expectations for people on when to look forward to what you're sharing. Also, uh, constraints within the platforms you leverage. Maybe you're only using one platform during this season and just mastering it as best as you can. Or maybe the constraint could be the type of post that you're putting out there. Is it short form video? Is it a static image? Is it an audio? Is it a render 3D, etc.? So with constraints out of the way, let's talk about the power of series or like a collection. So are you too afraid of feeling pigeonholed into one direction and style? Or do you have a lot of ideas or mediums and themes that you want to test out? If so, I'd love for you to consider doing things in sprints. More specifically, think of these as like small batches of a series or a collection where you can test the waters and create small bodies of work. And if you vibe to the project, you can always expand and do more, or you can pivot onto the next idea. You know, the world is your oyster. And so here's an example of how you could plan an intentional personal project. You know, this is something I made up. So imagine you created a small series of five digitally drawn Halloween-themed gift card ideas because Halloween and spooky shit is your jam, as well as you have a goal of getting hired to do gift cards for places like Target, Michaels, etc. one day in the future. And the constraints around this 
collection or series is that you're going to spend a max of five hours on each of these designs with the frequency of posting the final static artwork as well as a final mock-up as a reel every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Central Time on Instagram. All right, that's just an example of how an intentional personal project could be leveraging constraints through a series. And note, if you want to go deeper on this, I provide actionable exercises again on how to build intentional personal projects in the Side Hustlers Handbook. All right, to summarize, to recap, in conclusion, this is what I needed starting off. Again, there's no instruction manual as to how to build a successful creative side hustle on your own terms. We're all just masonry people over here, just paving our own paths each day. And I hope this series puts you in an incredible position to gain traction and bypass the hurdles I went through over the years. It's truly a loose framework of something I wish someone would have shared with me early on as it would have spared me a ton of guesswork and a ton of headaches. So I would love for you to stay tuned for steps 7 through 12 next week as we dive deeper into scaling after you establish your foundation. And I got to ask if you want more hand-in-hand guidance on how to navigate these steps. Sure, I have the boot camp. Sure, I have the Side Hustlers Handbook. But if you want to go deeper, I would love you to consider joining the 12-week Side Hustlers Coaching Program waitlist for the upcoming Spring 2022 session right around the corner, as I mentioned in the intro. Basically, you can expect we condense all 12 steps you hear in this series so you can fast-track your way to rapid growth with the support of a coach and a tight-knit family holding you accountable. I hope I get a chance to be your coach this coming spring as I would love to show you the power of what having a coach can be like to really tap into the next level of your creative pursuits. All right, I hope you enjoyed this punchy episode and found a bunch of nuggets you can apply right away. I promise you'll find just as much value tucked away into this two-part series next week is, man, I spent so much time and energy putting this together, and I really feel like uh, this is an important thing that can help someone bypass these hurdles, as I mentioned before. And you can find the full episode information, as well as like in a blog post format containing all links and references within the show notes, within your current podcast listening app. Again, this is episode 248. And as I sign off, I got to give a huge shout out to the podcast team, Anya, Paige, Hannah, Jared, and Beluka for making this show possible. And for you, as you finish off this week strong, I want to continue to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, and keep creating. And thanks for vibing with me as I go into this two-month break. Like, it means the world to me. And just know I'm building this bigger and better than ever with providing you insane amounts of value. That's top of mind. So keep rocking with me. You got this. <laughs>